So we are we are up to the new Mishnah on Membez Amid Aleph. So so the Mishnah in Membez talks about the the Mishnah. Yeah, the Mishnah talks about preppy in a second. You'll see. So the Mishnah discusses now a formal banquet. So if you just bear with me for a minute, oh, if you just bear with me for a minute, I appreciate the Messias Nefesh. <laughs> you know, of your boys and and you. Me not so much, not for that. <laughs> I'm just the, the WFT is playing tonight. You should just know. <laughs> um, se- says Rashi. Wow. Says Rashi. Look at the first Rashi in the Mishnah. They had a minig that before the meal, they would drink kaisyayin lishtais. They would bring a cup of wine, they would pass out wine before the Sudha. And before the meal, they would pass out hors d'oeuvres also. Parparais, lashon hors d'oeuvres. Lahamshech achila. What's the what's the lumdus of an hors d'oeuvre? The lumdus of an hors d'oeuvre is it's supposed to get your appetite going. It's supposed to get your appetite going. Like mm. you taste the little little taste. It tastes delicious. I'm like ah, now I want to eat. Before that, I wasn't so interested in eating. You taste a little bit of that. Ooh, now I want to eat. Kagain pargiot like little pieces of chicken. Dogim, little fish. And then, after they had already given out wine, made brachas on wine, given out hors d'oeuvres, made brachas on hors d'oeuvres, and then they would bring the main course. Fine, we would eat the main course. Then, after the main course, once again, you're back to the wine again. They would drink more wine. And they would eat more hors d'oeuvres. What would they eat after the meal? Parparais, they would eat, again, type of hors d'oeuvres, like we said, kisni, like kernels, demalululiba, it's good for your heart, and little pieces of bread, melba toasts. Of course, all this is before bench. So, if you, if you see here, the meal had three stages. The before the meal stage, which they drank wine and ate hors d'oeuvres. The meal stage, which they drank wine and ate food. And then the after meal stage, which they drank wine and ate hors d'oeuvres. And as you can imagine, this can be an issue for brachas. Can I make one bracha that lasts me straight through for the wine, for the food? Could I make one bracha and it doesn't last me straight through? Do I have to make another bracha? Could one person be made the oilum in a bracha in any of these circumstances? So this is the topic of the Mishnah. Like we said, we transitioned into the part of the parak that doesn't discuss what bracha to make on specific foods anymore. We're already at the point in the parak that we discuss what a bracha works for, not in terms of which foods, in terms of space, in terms of how long does it last, till when does it last, what's the statue of limitations of a bracha, and that's the stage of the parak we're up to. So says the Mishnah. Birech alayayin Mishnah on Membeis of Aral towards the bottom. Birech alayayin shalifne hamazin. 
If a person made a bracha on wine, the before the meal wine, potar es hayayin shelaachar hamazoin. It potters making a bracha on the wine after the meal. So in our description, making a bracha on the wine of stage one potters the wine of stage three. Conspicuously absent is stage two. So if you make a bracha on the wine in stage one, it potters stage three. Bireich ala parperes shelafnei hamozin, potters ala parperes shelaachar hamozin. Same deal for the hors d'oeuvres. If you make a bracha on the hors d'oeuvres of stage one, it exempts you, it excuses you from the hors d'oeuvres of stage three. Now, period. Baruch alapas, if you make a bracha on bread for the regular meal, patras of parparas, it excludes the hors d'oeuvres. You, you're, you're, you don't have to make a bracha on the hors d'oeuvres. Alapas, but if you make a bracha on the hors d'oeuvres, like patras apas, that obviously doesn't exempt you from making a bracha on bread. If you want to know what's the havamina, let me try to explain, like maybe you could try to include this in, in Iker Tafel. That if like your main goal over here is to eat hors d'oeuvres, and like, yeah, I'll eat bread also as a filler, you may think that the bracha on the hors d'oeuvres pops the bracha on the bread in some weird form, obscure form of Iker Tafel. Uh-uh, it doesn't. The bread is not tafel to the hors d'oeuvres. Beshamay Oimrim, Afle Maisekedera, even porridge. Now, it's not clear what Beshamay is saying even to. When you're saying even, you're adding on to a previous statement. So it's not clear which statement Beshame is adding on to. Is he adding on to the fact that bread potters, um, bread potters hors d'oeuvres, and he says it even potters porridge? Or is he saying porridge, um, hors d'oeuvres don't potter bread, it doesn't even potter porridge? So we, we have to wait, not tonight, we'll get there tomorrow night, what Meshama is adding on to and saying it doesn't, or it even parge. What even parge? What are you adding on to? You say even, you're adding on to. What is Meshama adding on to by saying even parge? End of that part of the Mishnah. If all they were doing was sitting, which is not such a kavias, it's not such an official get together, it's not such an official meal of togetherness. Each guy needs to make his own bracha. Hey, Sebu, but if they lean, if they lean, they are for sure making an official matzav out of it, then one person can make a bracha for everyone. So, so far, the mission has discussed one and a half topics. It discussed which stages of the meal pot or which stages of the meal and we basically saw stage one potter, stage three. We didn't talk about stage two. It discussed what is included in the washing versus the hors d'oeuvres, the hors d'oeuvres versus the washing. And then it discussed when is it a situation where one person could bench or make a bracha for everybody, and when is it a situation that each person is on their own. Of course, we're going to have to get into all of these in the Gemara. Now, Bolehem yayin b'seichamazayin if wine comes during the meal, so 
we're not really discussing did stage one potter this, did stage one not potter this. We're going to have to get into that in the Gemara. We're more focusing on can one person be moitzi everyone. If it's during the meal, every person has to make their own bracha. During the meal, we'll see why in the Gemara, it is not the situation that's right for one person to be moitzi everyone. Because basically during a meal, I'm minding, I'm, I'm middle eating, I'm not listening to you. So therefore, during a meal, during a meal, it's not a situation that's conducive for one person to be mighty everyone. So Balahem Yayin, Hamazen, if they get wine during the meal, each person has to make a bracha for themselves. Achar Hamazen, after the meal, again, it's not clear, did we get a bracha in stage one, did we not? But if they get wine after the meal, then already we're relaxing. We're all together. I'm not really busy on getting my food down. We're all here. We're all together. It's after the meal. In this kind of situation, one person could make a bracha for everyone. One person could be see everyone in their bracha. The who and that guy who made that bracha on the wine at the end of the meal, he is mechubed oimer al hamugmer. He makes the bracha on the incense. Which means, Rashi says, after the meal, it was customary that they would bring into the room a frying pan with burning incense. And this would give everyone a pleasant fragrance after the meal. Because in those days, they cooked like a barbecue, so everything like stunk like smoke. So they would pass around an incense for everyone to smell. As we will soon see, when you have spices, when you have incense, a bracha needs to make, needs to be made. Who gets the covet of who's distinguished with the honor of making the bracha on the incense? He who made the wine. So it's like an Indian of like during Slichas, whoever daven to Slichas, he gets to daven Shachas for the Abed. And like we have this concept that once a person, when a person gets Maftir, they get Haftar. When a person gets Haftar, they get Musaf. We have this concept that once a person starts a mitzvah, he gets the next step in the mitzvah. And that's why, that's why he who made the bracha on the wine at the end of the meal, he's the natural candidate to make the bracha on the incense that comes after the meal. Even though the incense comes after benching, even though the incense is not part of the meal, even though there's not a natural flow, a natural connection between the person who made the bracha on the on the last cup of wine and was mitzi the oilam in the wine and the incense, there's no natural connection, but it still is a din of once you got the covet of making one bracha, we give you the covet of making the next mitzvah, and it's like sort of like a covet dikadin. It's like a mafter haftar dikadin. You got mafter, you're going to get haftar. You got the bracha of the wine at the end of the meal, you're going to get the bracha on the incense. Okay. So, first of all, this concept that we said that making a bracha on one cup of wine exempts you for making a bracha on another cup of wine. And the case of the Mishnah was, if you make a bracha on the wine at stage one, 
it patters the wine in stage three, says the Gemara, and this is a lumbus that is applicable to us, this is based on the fact that you're assuming that more wine is coming. Whenever one bracha is going to patter another bracha, it's because you're assuming that there's more where this came from. But when you're not assuming there's more where this came from, after you finish one, your bracha is over. Now this has like very, very practical applications. Let's say for instance, you're going in the car to New York and you know, you take a bottle of water with you from the house and you go in the car, you start driving, you drink your water. And you finish the bottle and you're like, still thirsty, I would love another water. But like you brought one bottle. Then you like, like mutter to your wife, shoots, I wish I would have brought another bottle of water. She says, oh, I have, a, I have a bottle of water here, you want? And she gives it to you. You got to make another bracha. You got to make another bracha. Why? Because you had no thoughts, you had no inkling that when you finished that bottle of water, that there's going to be another bottle of water. Your game is over. You didn't have your mind. You now, finished it when you made the first bracha? When you, both. Mainly when you made the first bracha. Mainly when you made the first bracha. You had no inkling. Now, if you're the kind of guy that like... When you made the first bracha, you weren't, you weren't thinking that you wanted more. Okay, then for sure it's over. Then for sure it's over. You're thinking you're making a bracha on water. On, on the water that's going to be available to me. Now, I mean, listen, you, you, could, you could hack on the case. If you're the kind of guy, meaning I, I, <laughs> there's this neighbors of ours. I don't know how this is physically possible. They, they go to Detroit very often. Alex, you could, uh, you could sympathize. Yeah. No bathroom stops. Not possible. No bathroom stops. No bathroom stops. I heard that the Storches drive to Florida, no bathroom stops, and they switch drivers. Like, I don't, I don't know how this thing happens. So if you're that kind of guy, this, but if you're me, we stop at every rest stop. I need a soda. I need a this. I need a So maybe in like this kind of case, you, you're saying you're going to get another water. But I mean, like, seriously, let's say you're in a matzah that you really didn't think you're going to have another bottle of water. You finished it. And then another one pops up. you got to make another bracha. And this is the Gemara we're about to learn. This Gemara has relevance that when one bracha, it's, it's, this is what we keep seeing. It's not a natural sequence that just because you made a bracha on X, you're not going to have to make another bracha on Y. Just because you washed and you made a bracha on bread, it doesn't mean you're not going to have to make any other brachas during that meal. So to hear, just because you made a bracha on one drink, it doesn't mean you're off the hook from the next drink. Now, if you're sitting here, and we all know that there's a fridge full of seltzers in the room next door, and people can take seltzers at will, so when I make a bracha on one seltzer, by no means, after I finish the first can, am I finished. But, but if it would be a matzah, you'll excuse the case. But, but it was theoretic, if we could have a case that you really don't think there's another one out there, and then it pops up, you gotta make another bracha. So I and, assume this is we're talking about in a case where you're at home in your own Oh, oh no, so, so, so no, even there, true. says the Gemara. This, that wine stage one, Potter's wine stage three, is when you're in a matziv that you are gonna drink. That you know you're gonna drink a lot. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabba Babachana, Amar Byechanan, Loishanu Elashabasis Vyamim Taivim. This din, that the bracha on wine stage one exempts the bracha on wine stage three, is where it's pushed. You're gonna be drinking a lot of wine today. 
What kind of day? For instance, Shabbos and Yom since a person is kaveya suda on wine. Whether or not that means kiddush or it just means you think you're going to drink a lot of wine is a discussion in the Rishayim. But the bottom line is you expect to drink a lot of wine. Avol hashana on your average Tuesday that that you sit down to dinner. So maybe there's a cup of wine there. When you made the Hagafen on the first cup of wine by dinner on Tuesday, you are not thinking this is going to be a six cup of wine night. And therefore, even if another cup of wine happened to pop up in stage three, where if it would be Shabbos, you'd be potter. If it's Tuesday, you're not potter. Avo, Bishar Yemes Hashanah, on the rest of the days of the year, a regular Tuesday, Mivarech Alkal Kais you're going to need to make an individual bracha in each cup because each cup is a new event and the cups are not linked to one another and there is no connection, there's no assumption that you're going to go from one cup to the next. It's I, mar- I assume this means that if you go to... Right, you will see. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, it mar nami. Amar abavar, mori, amar bishuban, levi leshen al b'shabas, siyem toivim, u adam yaitzimi beis hamerachatz. And when a person leaves the bathhouse, so it's a Gemara and Shabbos, the Gemara and Shabbos details the, the, uh, the whole bathhouse process. And the bathhouse process was like a major event. And it involved a shivitz, and a person literally sweated out all of his electrolytes. He like Himamish was depleted, which is the point of it, because they thought it, relieved, it, it removed toxins, which it could be it does, and so I'm not saying it's bad science. So it removed toxins. The bottom line is, when a guy emerged from the bathhouse, he was depleted. And he needed, he needed nutrients. And their quickest way of recharging of the Gatorade of the day was wine. So, so if a person left the bathhouse, or for instance, when a person let blood, he also was depleted. And, and your go-to move after you gave blood was you need to replenish, and you're going to replenish with wine. The point is, yeah, you're 100% right, Ben. It doesn't have to be Shabbos or Yantav per se, but it's a day that when I'm sitting down to drink wine, it ain't going to be just one cup. When the assumption is that it's going to be more than one cup, yes, there is this property of transferring the bracha from stage one to stage three. Aval. Because in these situations, these days, a person's kaveya sudan wine. You see here, it doesn't mean kiddush. But on your average Tuesday, you're going to have to make a bracha on each cup. So the Gemara is, is really, really doubling and tripling down on this notion that just because it's possible for one bracha to last more than one cup dish occurrence, it's not given. It's not automatic. There has to be a raglayim ledover. There has to be a good assumption. So a person goes out to eat and they... The, then that's like, yeah, yeah, it's a Yes. That's it, it's Yeah. Rabba... Whenever, whenever you're kaveh sudal yayin. Rabba barmari... One time Rabba barmari ikla lebe rova. He went to Rova's house. Bechayl. On an average Tuesday. He showed up. You know, weekday dinner. Spaghetti and meatballs. Ulaya salad. Chazia de Barach Lifne Hamazan, he made one bracha on a cup of wine before the meal. Then he made another bracha of wine, even though it was at the same table, the same bottle, the same cup was refilled, he still made another bracha. Only Yiyasher. 
Yiyasher, correct, correct. Why correct? Why good move? Because it's a Tuesday. And even though Rava, or Ravmari ended up having two cups of wine, that most definitely, Rava, even though Rava ended up having two cups of wine, that definitely, or wasn't for sure his plan going in, and therefore the bracha that he made on the first cup was not automatically transferred, there's no automatic assumption for it to be on the second cup. And now the Gemara points out the opposite is true. V'chein and Levi, that Yiyasher, good move. Rav Yitzchak bar Yosef, Rav Yitzchak bar Yosef, Ikla lebeh Abaye, he once went to Abaye's house, Biyantif. He went to Abaye's house in Osimchastair. It was a classic Yantif day. Chazia, he saw that even though it was Yantif, the Barach akol kasa vekasa, he was making a bracha on each individual cup. He asked, I don't understand. Don't you agree to the famous halach of Rabbi Shubham Levi that on Shabbos and Yontif, since the assumption is you're going to be having multiple glasses of wine, that the bracha on one exempts the bracha on all of them. He told him, Nimlachana. I'm a changer of mind. Nimach means I change my mind, which means, no, in my situation, if you would have asked me at the first cup, how many cups of wine do you plan on drinking? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a drinker. One, one cup, one cup max. He drinks it. Then he says, you know, good, good wine. Let me have another glass. Drinks it. If you would have asked him then, how many more do you have? No, 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 no more, no more. It's possible, even though the circumstances do indicate it's a time where one bracha would patter the rest of the brachas, it doesn't. So what the Gemara is saying that it's very, very highly situational and highly personal. And in order to qualify for one bracha being able to be transferred to future brachas, to future kaisas, even if all other conditions are right, it has to be that you're that kind of person. Let's do one more Gemara. Ibailu. Balahem yayin Until now, we only discussed if the bracha on stage one potters the bracha of stage three, the wine before the meal potters the wine after the meal, and we said yes, provided there's the assumption that you're going to be drinking a lot that day, Shabbos, Yontif, Hakazah, Besamerchatz, provided you have the assumption you're going to be drinking quite a bit, then stage one potters stage three. Ibayalahu, how about Balahem Yayin Besaych HaMozeh? How about if you had wine during the meal? The first time you had wine was at stage two, during the meal. Can that exempt you from making a bracha at stage three? Can that exempt you from making a bracha after the meal? Now, now we get to something we never thought about. One second. Why does it why is it that only stage one potter stage three? What about stage two? Why is stage two off limits? Why is stage two, why is wine during the meal different? Says the Gemara, an amazing svar. Says the Gemara, amazing svar. The difference is 
there's a difference in goal of the wine that you drink just drinking, and there's a difference in the goal of the wine that you drink while eating. When a person drinks wine before or after a meal, he's drinking wine lishma. He's drinking wine to drink wine. So the wine is a specific purpose. He's drinking wine to drink wine. So that's why the wine in stage one potters the wine in stage three, because your goal in drinking them is the exact same. Why are you drinking wine before the meal? Because you want to enjoy wine. You want to drink some wine. Why are you drinking wine after the meal? Because you want to enjoy wine. You want to drink wine. Okay, I get it why stage one potters stage three. The wine that a person drinks during the meal is not in order to drink wine. When you drink wine during a meal, it's to help you eat. When you eat, you need to wash out your mouth. You need to get some liquid in there in order to eat more. The Gemara calls it, you're doing it to absorb your food. What that means is that the wine that a person, or any drink that a person drinks during a meal, is not drinking lishma. it's drinking as an assistance to eating. It's drinking to facilitate eating. It's a drinking that is a chilek of eating. It's a different style. It's a different tachlis. It's a different tafkid in the drinking. And therefore, that is a different category. And it is not so simple that making a bracha for wine in one category helps for a wine in another category. And that is why stage one and stage three, i.e. drinking and drinking, we were comfortable with one bracha pottering the other. But stage two, which is a different type of drinking, we're not comfortable, and we're about to ask it and see if it works, we're not comfortable with it pottering the other wine. Says the Gemara, in Tim Salemer, if you're going to tell me, stage one potter, stage three, yeah, mishum this is to drink, and this is to drink. Stage one and stage three are exactly the same types of drinking, exactly the same goals in your drinking. But here, during the meal, it's a different goal. One is to drink, that's stage three, and this is just to absorb your food. And therefore, no, I don't assume that just because you made a bracha during the meal, it automatically is might see the bracha after the meal. No, this is Mamish the Svar we're saying, because what's the pshat, what's the pshat that one bracha could or another? It's not like we're all accustomed to thinking, oh, you made a bracha already. It's the pshat that in your mind, you made the bracha in this already. But the Gemara is asking, does your mind actually associate the wine that you drink during a meal with the wine after a meal? Since it fills two different roles, it's not posh it that your mind associates one with the other. If your mind doesn't associate the two with each other, then one bracha is not going to be mighty the other bracha. It's all a vart of mind association. Brachas are not magic. You can't make one bracha and a pot or something. You make a bracha of what you're about to do. If it's a chalik of what you're about to do, then a pot is it. And this is the same lambdas. So in a case like this, why would you be talking about, I understand the Nipsias of why you're drinking the wine may be different, but Lamaisa, you're drinking So the Shilas doesn't do it. And you think you're going to drink wine after. Yeah. So Mamela, you're but, drinking wine. But the Shilas, that's, that's one sad so that, Lashna. That's one sad Lashna. 
So, so your mind is working that you're going to drink wine. That's, that's, that's what I said. Okay, we'll stop in the middle of a shiloh. We'll, we'll stop here for tonight.